You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, John. Everyone, I want to introduce Jen Cosgrove O'Leary, who has agreed to join us on the spotlight. And what I'll do, I'm going to introduce you right now. Jennifer Cosgrove O'Leary is Rhode Island's first and only certified divorce real estate expert, handling the sale of real property and family law cases. Her training is specific to work with those going through a divorce by managing and guiding sellers through the process in a non-biased neutral way. Well, well, first of all, we're here with a doctor. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm here with royalty. What, <laughs> tell me about um, your doctorate. Well, before real estate, um, I had a, a different career. It was in occupational therapy, which I attribute to a lot of uh, my success in real estate. And I think why I do real estate a little bit differently is because of that background. Um, If you know about occupational therapy, it's uh, similar to physical therapy. People kind of know that a little bit more, helping people um, achieve their best quality of life. Um, So you're working with people from with all different issues going on. And um, I was a professor of occupational therapy at Sacred Heart University in Connecticut, So sort of in order to be a professor, you need a doctorate. So I have a doctorate in education, um, which, again, kind of goes towards real estate a bit and helping people. You know, most people need some education as they're going through the real estate process. So having some experience in that is is good as well. Um, But I pivoted careers uh, a few years ago into real estate. And um, you can now just call me Jen. All right, Jen, going forward. <laughs> so, I mean, everything that you've done, you know, so it's it's a little interior design as well, I see. Yep. And um, so now why divorce real estate? Yeah, good question. Um, well, it began as an idea when I was going through my own divorce and I realized I had a lot of um, expertise helping me. I had an attorney who was, uh, you know, able to handle divorce cases. Um, I had a certified divorce lender, just mm-hmm. like you, yeah. who was able to guide me in um, the lending process. I also had a certified divorce financial planner, but I had a realtor who was wonderful, but did not have a specialty in real estate. And although things went perfectly, I began thinking, why is that? Why isn't there uh, a specialist in divorce real estate? I mean, for you know, when you are dealing with divorcing clients, you're dealing with a a lawsuit. You're dealing with a court case, um, and it requires, I think, a group of specialists that have that expertise, that little bit more knowledge to help you get through the process. 
Yeah, so you got your actual designation, the CDRE, the Certified Divorce Real Estate Expert. And that's a big deal because you're the only one in Rhode Island that has that. That's and right. So, I mean, I know a lot of people will say, all right, well, I mean, real estate agents, you know, they help me buy and sell home, um, you know, divorcing couples. I mean, what's the difference? Like, why do I need someone that specializes in it? Right. Well, you know, I kind of, you can think about it almost in any profession. If you had a heart issue, would you go to a general practitioner? No, no. you'd go to a cardiologist. Um, similar in real estate. I mean, we can, we can, we can even say that in, um, in with attorneys, right? Not every attorney when they come out of law school is ready and experienced to handle divorcing cases or whatever part of law that requires a little bit more of a specialty. So with real estate, yes, it's, you know, you don't have to have the certification. However, it is quite a different type of real estate to be involved in. And without the expertise, the knowledge, the training that I went through with the Alumni Institute, who is the certifying, uh, certifying body for the CDRE, you really don't know what you don't know. And especially right. after going through the certification, I am like, wow, so much better prepared and really able to help my clients, help the attorneys that I work with and the whole process kind of move through seamlessly. All right. That's uh, that's awesome. So let me ask you this. Um, you, let's say you, you're working with a divorcing couple, you're selling their house and they're both... They're all on the same page. All right, let's communicate all three of us together. But let's say one spouse is is not feeling th that they're involved as much and might feel like there's bias towards the other. I mean, how do you handle something like that? Yeah. When they're saying they're kind of expressing that they're they're not feeling the love and and you're focusing on one. Well, I'd like to say that my training makes it so that doesn't happen, but yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls with working with uh, a divorcing couple. And um, my training um, has taught me how to be an unbiased neutral. Yes. Um, a lot of real estate agents go into or want to have divorce cases because it can lead to probably two other sales. If I'm helping right. sell the marital home, I'm also going to help spouse A buy another property, spouse B buy another property. My code of ethics prevents me from doing that. When I am involved with selling the marital home, I cannot assist either party with the purchase of another home. Now, if they need me to help them after the marital home is sold, I can do that. But by setting that up right from the beginning, that I am not involved with either one of them outside of what I'm there to focus on, which is sell that home for the greatest amount of money possible to get them both on their feet for the next chapter in their life, we're usually in a pretty good place. Um, I also have a specific protocol that I follow that I was taught on how to make sure each person is involved. Um, a lot of times uh, we call the person who's living in the home, the in-spouse. A lot of okay. times that person seems to be more involved and the out-spouse, if you will call them, 
doesn't feel as involved. So my protocol makes sure that each person in that divorce, they may not both be owners, but they're both going, you know, involved with selling the home are involved equally. And if there's ever an issue and someone doesn't feel that that's happening, we address that right away. But it's very, very rare because of the expectations I set from the beginning, the protocol that I follow, and then just the elimination of any conflict of interest through the possible, you know, selling, uh, helping them to buy another home, which could be a, a big pitfall there. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, when you're selling the house, the true client is the actual house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it is. It's the owners of of that that home. Um, let's face it. You know, you know, as as a lender, um, that home is probably the biggest asset that they right. share. Um, the amount of money they get on the sale of that home really can make or break certain future plans based on the amount that they get. So my job is to get them the most amount of money. How that those assets are divided amongst them is is not my role. That is uh, the role of the attorneys. But my job is to get them the most amount of money in a neutral way to maintain their um, their trust, to make sure that, you know, I, I treat them both in the way that they deserve to be treated um, and get them through the process as, as uh, unscathed as possible. So, so if you came across someone that was contemplating getting divorced right at the you know very beginning, you know, they have a house, like is, is there any heads up advice that you would give someone who's just starting down the path of uh, either contemplating divorce or just trying to figure it all out? Yeah, I would say, remember, you're not alone. A lot of people feel very alone. And so assemble your team. Um, Make sure you interview the people that you're working with to ensure that they are the people you're going to feel the most comfortable going through this process. I mean, it's, you know, getting married takes a few minutes to decide you want to get married. Getting divorced takes several months at a minimum. So you're going to be working with these professionals. for a long time. So take your time in choosing them and then take your time in making decisions as you go through the process as well. Sometimes there's a feeling of, you know, let's rush, let's do this, let's make decisions. And I say, you know, go with your gut. If it doesn't feel like the right decision, take the time to uh, to think about it and and then make the decision. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just about to ask you, what, what should people look for when they're selecting an attorney or financial planner or mediator it's just you kind of just said it's going to be the right fit and totally because because you're going to have a relationship with those professionals so it's if if every time you're speaking with them it's it's you're not on the same page or it's probably the whole process is going to not go too well you know especially if you i imagine if you have a couple that just wants to make the best out of all this and, and if you're working with an attorney that just wants to fight the other side, it's probably not a good fit, I would imagine. Probably not. Probably not. Although, you know, always listen to your attorney. They have your best interest in mind. And, um, you know, they they have the experience. And, you know, sometimes people get into this beginning of a divorce and say, you know, it's we're very amicable. It's going to move through very smoothly. 
and experience has shown us that sometimes that doesn't always stay for the entire proceedings. Trust your attorney and also remember that the professionals you've hired, whether it's your real estate agent, your attorney, your lender, they're there to do a specific job for you. Um, They're not necessarily there to be the person you go to to get emotional support from. So as part of that team you assemble, you know, if if you don't have the friends and family that you can rely on for that, seek out some um, mental health professionals, counselors that can help you with that. Because again, in order for the professionals you hire, like your real estate agent, like your attorney to do the best job for you, we have to stay neutral. We have to stay focused. And sometimes that means we, 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 it, it does mean we can't be there to be also your emotional support. We're there for you to get through it, but have someone else that you can go to and say, ah, oh, man, today was really hard, you know? Right, right. I mean, do you have a particular case that you remembered working on that impacted how you um, do your business going forward? Goodness, I have I have so many cases and lots of examples that really make me so happy and um, pleased with the ability to help different couples. And I won't say too much as I don't want to give away too many details about any cases I've worked with. Um, But a good example, a a good memory for me would be, um, you know, somebody who I actually didn't work with them to help them sell the home. I was brought in by an attorney um, to sort of assist with valuing the home. Um, And they were relying on an appraisal of the home's value. And as we know, in this market, prices have been really out of control. And um, I think we need to remember that appraisals are uh, a value opinion for the purpose of lending. Um, Market value um, is a totally different number. Mm-hmm. So the number that um, the attorney had gotten from the appraiser seemed a little bit off. And that was true. It was off. When we looked at what the market value would be for that home, we were able to say, it's worth a lot more. If this home went to market, it would be worth, I think it was a good 20% more than what came in on, on the appraisal. And because of that, we were then able, they were then able to structure the buyout in a different way, um, where each spouse was, one was unfortunately having to pay a little bit more, but one was getting more um, than they would have received. And obviously that's a complicated, you know, it's not that cut and dry. It also has to look at, you know, there's a lot involved in, um, all the professionals would be helping with that. But being able to be part of that, even though I wasn't selling the home and knowing that I was providing value to this couple was was really a good feeling. Oh, that, that that's awesome. Yeah. So if someone needed your expertise, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way would probably be to go to my website, which is Greenwich Bay Brokers. Um, From there, there are tabs where you can find me. And I do have a specific tab for divorce real estate resources. Um, Greenwich Bay Brokers, just so you know, is located in Warwick, Rhode Island. 
Um, but we cover all of Rhode Island. We also do Massachusetts, <clears throat> excuse me, and Connecticut. Um, and I am the broker there as well as the co-owner of the real estate. So you can find me there. Um, and then a lot of attorneys, if there are attorneys listening to this, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Cosgrove O'Leary. Um, and I do a lot more on LinkedIn, focusing on the divorce real estate um, part of my business. That's great. So as we're wrapping up here, do you have like one final thought that you would like to leave us with today? Oh, I do. I thought of um, a quote, which I'll look at as I read it, just to make sure I say sure. it. No, it's simple, yeah. but it comes from Eleanor Roosevelt. And it says, it is better to light a candle than curse the darkness. And I think as we go, th- as as someone is going through a divorce, light a candle, be knowledgeable, go through it and there is light. It is not all darkness. You will get through it. And a lot of times what I hear from some of the couples I work with, the other side is a much better side than they ever anticipated it would be. So there is life after divorce. There is life. Yes. We both know, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and the question is, you know, how, what do you want that life to look like? Have a vision and just keep that vision. That's right. Keep the vision and get your team, your tribe around you and uh, have a wonderful life. Well, we'll leave it at that. That has been awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.